the day after Christmas, I ended up burying three children, a husband, two sister-in-laws, and a cousin. Um, I was at work. I received a call from my brother-in-law, and the call went as he said in a panic mode, they're on fire. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, they're burning, they're on fire, he's screaming. At the funeral, everyone's crying, but I'm the one consoling everybody because I know where my babies went to. So I'm trying to tell them they're back at home with the father because my grandfather always taught me God lends us children. I used to wake up feeling real stressed Now I wake up feeling real blessed I'm in the sunshine and living my best life Therefore a minute I was feeling real rough Until I saw that what I had was enough I didn't know that I could love it this much But I'm Welcome to the Chasing Joy podcast, everyone. I am one of your hosts, Stacey Filipkowski. And I am Megan Sanchez, and we are so glad that you are here. Thank you for joining us. We have an yes. exciting episode for you lined up. We do. We have a treat, um, mostly just because of the way um, I met our guest that's coming on today, who is Michelle Dasso. Um, and today we're going to talk about kind of a heavy topic, but I think that you will be inspired. I think that it will help you to, uh, you know, if you're going through a hard time, sometimes our our problems in life, we get upset on the little things, right? And then we're quickly reminded like, well, my problems are really not that big of a problem. Not to take away from everyone's pain and the things that they're going through, because whether they're big or small, it hurts and it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable. But sometimes we just need that reminder that um, through the darkness, uh, there is somebody that is by our side the whole time. And he didn't promise that we wouldn't go through hard things, but he did promise that he would never leave us through it. So um, we are going to talk to Michelle today. We're going to kind of just tell you a little bit about how... Um, we met. Megan and Michelle are actually meeting for the first time today. So mm -hmm. just like a bunch of you. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. Let me bring let me let me get her on here. Okay. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Chasing Joy podcast. We're so excited that you took time out of your day. I know you are busy, just like the rest of us, but uh, we truly appreciate it. And I think our listeners are going to be blessed today. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. So I'm going to start by telling this miraculous story about how Michelle and I met um, years ago. Gosh, I don't even know. Probably 2013-ish, 2014, somewhere 14. in there. 2014. Okay. Um, I uh, A friend of mine and I were downtown 
Detroit and we were filming a, at the time we thought it, well, it was a documentary. It never went anywhere for that's a whole nother day of a podcast. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but at the time we were downtown and we were just kind of stopping at different um, spots and um, we were interviewing this couple outside of a, a bar. And what I find really interesting is that almost anybody you talk to is willing to discuss angels. You ask them about angels, they'll talk about it. You mentioned the name Jesus, a lot of people run for the hills. For whatever it is, they a lot of people believe in um, you know, angels, but they won't be, you know, they won't go the step further and believe in God and I'm always very confused by that. I think there's something sort of ethereal and um exciting and about angels and and appealing because i think that a lot of people whether they want to talk about jesus or have a personal relationship with jesus or even understand who he is or what he's done a lot of people will talk about their guardian angels people that have you know that they've lost in this lifetime and that have passed on and i think there is they want to believe that you know those that they've lost become like their guardian angels and are looking out for them. So that's a lot of the belief system. Um, and so I, I, you make a good point. People will talk about it because I think that it, there is that element of hope where they are saying, I believe in something. And so maybe they aren't quite fully there, but they're like working towards being able to understand what it looks like to have that personal relationship with Jesus, because, it's maybe starting from that place of angels. So like you said, people will talk about angels. So yeah. you were talking about angels with this couple. Yeah. So we, they were standing outside this bar, they had been drinking, but we were interviewing them and we said, you know, do you believe in angels? Do you believe in guardian angels? Do you believe that there are people that are looking out for you? You know, something other than us. And they were very open to be talking to us and they were telling us these stories. And we were literally talking about like, you know, I think the girl was saying something like, you know, I do believe that 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 God or something sends these things to us in these moments when we need them the most and and that you do encounter angels on a daily basis without realizing it. Well, at this exact moment when we were having this conversation, I hear my name being called and we're we're in downtown Detroit and I'm like, I'm surely I don't know anybody down here right now, you know? So I kind of ignored it because she was just calling out Stacy. But then I hear my full name. She's like, are you Stacy Filipkowski? It's like, wait a minute. So I turned around and I'll let you, Michelle, say what happened next as to how, why were you even calling for me? Mm-hmm. Well, I was in Detroit um, visiting some family and I just wanted to walk around. So my aunt took me downtown and we happened to come up on a statue. So I was questioning her about the statue and it was a purse sitting there. So I was like, oh, do I want to touch it? You know, it's kind of scary because you never know what's going on. So something said, pick the purse up. I picked the purse up and I looked in the wallet and I seen her driver's license. So my aunt was like, okay, well, what are we going to do? I said, well, obviously this person was just here. So I'm about to start screaming their name. My aunt was like, you're crazy. <laughs> I said, well, I would want them to do it if they picked up my purse. 
So I just start screaming as she said, Stacy, Stacy. Nobody responded. So I start saying her full name. And finally she answered me. And I said, Are you missing something? So she's like, I don't know. Looking around. I said, Is this yours? And it was her purse. And that's how we met. So you the- missed something. Yeah. Whoops. Maybe. Just my whole life, I tell you. Your your brain. <laughs> my brain, yeah. Oh, everything. <laughs> but the funny part about this, so the people that were interviewing, the girls like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So you're telling me that as we're standing here talking about angels and, and how, you know, God places them in your life, this woman just drives up in the middle of Detroit, which mind you, like we're in Detroit. Anybody could have just taken that purse and run with it. Yep. I think my camera was in there. My wallet was in there. And Everything. yeah, your money. You yeah, like oh, yeah. That's yeah, I was stopping that night. <laughs> <laughs> and you could have, and I wouldn't have even known it probably till I got home. So, <laughs> um, oh. so it was such a pivotal moment and I'm, it's sad because I had all of this on film and, um, it all got lost when YouTube shut my account down. Um, I have it. What? Yes, I do. Are you kidding me? I have it. I have it. I just got chills up and down my whole body. Stacy's going to cry. She has been like. That couple was so shocked. We had to see their face. I saved that video. I have it. I have it. Oh my gosh, Michelle. That's that's an angel right there. I am. I'm like, okay, a little hot right now. A little hot. (laughs) I mean, I have, I have talked about this for so long and been like, I can't believe that they shut, you know, my, well, I can't believe that YouTube shut me down because they didn't want the truth to be out there. And, um, well, that's amazing. And oh now we gosh. get to, we'll be able to share that with you guys, which is awesome. Oh my gosh. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Well, so that's how so- we met. Um, and we exchanged numbers just because we really felt at the time that it was like a divine you know, a meeting. And so we exchanged numbers and, um, I went back home. I don't know how exactly it happened, but I'm pretty sure I became a stalker because that's what we do. So I Googled you (laughs) just to see if, I think I was probably looking for you on Facebook or something. And, and so when I did that, all these articles popped up and I began to read, Michelle's story and I just wept because I had no idea what she had been through and because she was such a ray of light I mean just meeting her the joy that exuded from her you would never ever know that this woman was walking around with you know the the burden that she had been walking around with I'm not going to get emotional Sveti might have to come out early today (laughs) get it together (laughs) Stacey (laughs) So I'm going to let you kind of tell the story um, of what you have been through and and we'll talk about how you have been able to stay joyful and stay just like you, you bring a light wherever you go. And only through Jesus could that happen um, with what you have been through. So I will let you take the stage and um, tell your story. Well, for, first foremost, I want to just thank God because, you know, it was through his strength um, that I was able to make it through what I made it through. 
Um, so the day after Christmas, I ended up burying three children, a husband, two sister-in-laws, and a cousin. Um, I was at work. I received a call from my brother-in-law, and the call went as he said in a panic mode, they're on fire. And I'm like, what do you mean? He said, they're burning. They're on fire. He's screaming. Um, so once I gathered my composure, you know, I called someone else to see what was going on. And I had just had a baby. He had just turned one. So they were throwing a Christmas party for him, which I couldn't make it because I had to work. And his dad wasn't supposed to be there. But the brother ended up switching shifts so he could be there. So at least one of the parents could be there. Um, they were at my mother-in-law's house, which I didn't even know that she had moved across the street. Um, because like I said, I was always working, so I hadn't had time to get over there. Um, but anyway, they were in the basement and the house was being remodeled. So there were no steps leading from the basement up to the main house. It was only one entrance, which was the side door. Um, they had a kerosene heater and they sent one of my sister-in-laws to the gas station to get some kerosene. I'm not going to mention the gas station, um, cause I, I'm not allowed to mention it. Um, but anyway, when she went, she asked the attendant to help her because, you know, she never went to get kerosene before. Well, the attendant never helped her. So she tried to do it on her own. And unfortunately, she put gasoline in the can instead of kerosene. Um, so she takes it back to the party. And from what I'm told, the kerosene heater is near the door. Um, and they begin to fill it. Um, for a matter of minutes, they said it, it exploded. It was a house, you know, basement full of people. A lot of people were able to get out. Um Two of my children were asleep. So my husband at the time tried to, you know, get all the kids um, and his sisters, you know, out of the house. Um, but somehow when it exploded, it ended up blocking the door. So the cousin tried to move it. And unfortunately, he was the one who was burnt completely because he actually touched everything. Everybody else died from the smoke innovation because he technically saved them from burning. So I was told by one of the people who was running out that the kid's father said if he couldn't get all of them out, he wasn't going to choose. So he took all the children and he ran into the shower and turned the water on and was just praying help would get there in time. Um, unfortunately, help didn't get there in time. And then I was told about an hour later that one of my kids was still alive, still fighting, um, got to the hospital. And as soon as I walked into the hospital, he passed away. And it was the baby. And I thought it was my older son because our bond was just that strong. But it, it was the baby. Um, he, he was fighting. He was fighting hard. Um, so after that, you know, talk to family, talk to friends. I said, there's no way that we're going to have separate funerals. All seven were together. 
all seven are going to be laid to, at rest together. So the community got together. Several celebrities got together. Even Obama sent something and we got them all buried together. And, you know, that made me feel very good. I was very grateful um, that we was able to keep them together. Um, since then, well, let me get back to the funeral. At the funeral, everyone's crying, but I'm the one consoling everybody because I know where my babies went to. So I'm trying to tell them they're back at home with the father because my grandfather always taught me God lends us children. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say this child is for you to keep. Mm -hmm. And what helped me was when I had my first child, it was because I never felt unconditional love because I went through so much. So that child gave me unconditional love. And then my daughter came. She was a little me, which mm -hmm. made it even more exciting. And then when the last baby came, like I said, he was one, but he was so advanced. And I'm like, what's going on? But that was just God letting me know. You asked for unconditional love. I gave it to you. Now I need them back because I have something else I need them to do. So that's why I was good at the funeral. You know, I was able to help everybody else. Since then, I became a foster parent because there are a lot of kids out there who need love. And I miss being a mommy, which I'm always a mommy. Mm -hmm. But when I tell people, they say, well, how many kids you have? I say, I have three angels. They get confused. Mm -hmm. So then I have to go into the story. But they are my guardian angels. So I have three angels. Um, and right now I have three foster kids. So I'm not trying to replace my kids. I'm just trying mm -hmm. to help those kids who need a helping hand until either their families can get back into their lives or maybe adoption. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started writing a book, but I stopped. And I couldn't understand why I could not finish this book. But how can you finish a book when you don't have a proper ending? Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, God, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying. I got chapters. You know, I'm like, what is going on? Because my story didn't stop there. Now my ending is here and I can complete the book because it's been several years now. And God wanted me to show people. My kids were one, six, and seven. I was in my 20s. He wanted me to show people that <laughs> you can make it through it. If you trust him and give it to him, he'll get you through it. Because when that situation happened, I said, God, I can't handle this. Please take my burden. Mm -hmm. I promise you, I don't, I don't have any issues until it's birthdays and holidays because I'm still human. Sure. Because I, we were real big on that. But otherwise than that, I'm good because I know they're safe. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm able to show people after all these years, I didn't commit suicide. Like everybody thought I was going to kill myself. I'm not in a mental hospital mm. and I'm helping other children. So now I can complete the book. I can finish the journey that he set out for me. Oh. So, you know, I want to get into something so that I can help other parents because I read the news and we have parents who lose one child and they end up killing themselves or 
they go into a deep depression. I have to let them know whatever faith you have, rely on your faith, trust in your faith, and you will be delivered because I'm walking and living proof. Amen. I think Praise that's that is um you know there's something to people that have unending faith when they are placed in a position of just there you had you had no other choice but to rely fully on God and so I think when we get in those moments and and we're in the deepest despair we have no choice but to just hold okay and 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 I've seen it happen where, like you said, you were the one that was was consoling other people because you literally had no other choice but to give everything that you were going through to God. And he clearly carried you through that. Um, and and I don't want to like make a comparison or anything like that in, in my loss versus your loss. But my father did pass away in June and there was this and I'm just making the comparison, I I witnessed and felt it myself. The morning that he passed, I had to, I'm a photographer and I had to photograph a wedding that day. Um, and my, both of my sons are on my team. They're, they're videographers and, and photographers. And so they were working it with me. And I found out at 8am that he passed away and I had to be at the wedding at 10am. So all day, I had to deal with that, but I also had to keep it from them because I couldn't tell them that he had passed because they had to work the whole day. So all day, I was on in my job, keeping it together, and every person that I've told the story to has been like, there is no way I could have done that. And I say, yes, you could. There was a piece that I cannot explain I kept thinking like, maybe I'm in shock. Maybe I'm like, why am I not crying? You know, like all these things. And it was because in that moment, I had no choice but to give it all to God and let him handle that situation and walk through that day. And so I've experienced what that feels like, that, not what you went through, but, you know, that type of peace that you get. And man, it's amazing to see what the Lord is doing in your life. And I would love for you to just at least share with us the names of your babies. I think we all need to know what their names and their ages were. Okay. So Ramir Marquise Wright Doso, 9-14-2000. Miriam Ayana Doso, 1-27-02. Zaire Xavier here right was 62807 okay yeah thank yep. you you're welcome i i have a question for you <clears throat> yes ma'am during your grief process because i know that grief is something that i think you do from the time that you lose someone that you love, I think there is a process that you go through probably until you die. Um, there, or until you like the Lord takes you home. I think that your remaining time, you are trying to figure out how to live this life, um, with part of your heart missing. And so that like grief that takes you through, um, 
did you find, well, I have two questions, but one I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask this one first. Did you lament the way that Job did unto the Lord where you were just at one point, was there a part of you that was like, Lord, I, I love you. I want to be obedient to you. Like, why did you take my babies? Um, did you have that moment ever? And if you did, how did you feel that like he pulled you out of that? Or on the flip side, if you didn't, what was it that was really pulling you through? Was there a scripture or maybe it was like worship music or something that like there were things you kept coming back to, to hold on to? Well, to answer your question, Megan, still to this day, I never asked God or questioned God why. Mm-hmm. Because we all have to remember that when we were born, we also had an expiration date. Mm-hmm. So no matter what we do, we're still going to come up on that expiration date. Mm-hmm. Um, what I did do was thank him for the time that he did give them to me because they brought a lot of joy in my life. Even though sometimes they were bad, but they brought joy in my life and I will have those memories forever. And, you know, I'm just grateful for that moment because some women don't even get the opportunity to be a mom. So I was just grateful I got that opportunity. Well, you are a better person than me. (laughs) I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're here because I know that we have listeners that have experienced loss and heartache. And when Stacy told me how you guys met and what you had experienced, I was so looking forward to having you on the podcast because I wanted others to be encouraged by your story and to know that through the, I mean, the tragedy that you have just remained so steadfast in your faith, like unto the Lord, which is just so encouraging and so beautiful because we need that. Like, I feel like we need that now more than ever because of what is out in the world with how we have so much access to all of the things and seeing all of the awfulness. And so to hear stuff like this, like, even though someone could stop, someone could stop, read your story and they could stop with that and be like, that was the worst thing I've ever heard. That was terrible. Like, I can't believe that happened. But like you said, you've been writing this story and you haven't been able to complete it for this length of time because the Lord said, we're going to put a pin in it because like, we're still writing the story. And I think that's what people need to remember is that like the tragedy, it doesn't stop with the tragedy. It's that the Lord has carried you through Mm -hmm. this tragedy and into today where you are able to offer that unconditional love to those three babies that you have now. And Lord willing, they will get to be yours permanently, this side of heaven. Mm -hmm. So we will definitely be praying for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just amazing because just a couple of days ago, um, I was just praying. I was like, God, you know, I really want to, you know, get my story out there. I really, I'm ready. I'm ready to help. Um, but I was like, I don't, I don't know how to go about it. And then I sent Stacy a message asking her to vote for me. <laughs> Stacy like, would you like to be on my podcast? And I'm like, 
Okay. Oh, wow. That's what you're doing. That's what you're, oh doing. That's what you're doing. So I said, yes, <sighs> no, I'm, I'm ready. As you see right now, not a tear. You want to know why? Because my heart is at peace. Mm -hmm. And I want to help other women, fathers, get to the point where I am now. Mm -hmm. Because I could have given up. And what would have happened if I would have wrote the story a couple years ago? We would have people questioning, I wonder if she killed herself. You know, I wonder whatever happened to her. So once again, that's another reason why it's taken this long. Because I want them to see that, you know, 14 plus years, I'm still here. Mm -hmm. I have my good and I have my bad days, but I am still here. I believe in God strongly. My grandfather always taught me he's, God is not going to give you more than what you can handle. And even though that tragedy seemed like it was too much to handle, he had my back mm. because it wasn't God who took my children. That's right. It was the enemy. Right. So how can I be mad at God? It wasn't right. God. It was the enemy trying to get me to turn on God. Mm -hmm. like he just don't right. know. It brought me closer. Mm -hmm. It brought me closer. Take that, Satan. <laughs> and shove it. That's right. I was just yes. going to say, you can shove it where the sun don't shine. <laughs> During these past 14 years, are there certain um, memory verses or, uh, like I was saying, worship songs that you feel like could offer our listeners like some encouragement um that maybe they either flip to a verse in the bible and like hold on to that dearly um or if there's like certain songs that you felt like what like were able to wash that like peace over you so that it was like keeping you aligned with the lord is there something you could offer to our listeners yes there is one in particular marvin sap never should have made it because mm. people kept saying Oh, she's going to kill herself. Like they had bets of when I was going to commit suicide, when I was going to go into a crazy hospital. So never should have made it. Yes, that is the song. Okay. Because yes, I made it. So when someone tells you um, you're going to fail or you ain't going to be able to get through it. Yes, you can. And yes, you will. Amen. Remember who the higher power is and don't let the enemy tell you otherwise. Yeah. So I'm here and I made it. And we are so Thank thankful. You. you know, I think Thank about you. there's a saying that says, um, you know, uh, the Lord didn't spare Daniel from the lion's den, but he, how does it go? Spare, he didn't spare him from the lion's den, but he let him through it. Let him he through it. I think yeah. that's it. Um, and that's something that we need to I think remember all the time, we don't know the reason for this life and we won't know that until we're on the other side. Um, we won't have those answers. There are mysteries of God that we do not know. Um, but knowing that he is with us in these moments to bring us through. And like you said, he didn't take your children. Um, the enemy's sole purpose is to kill, steal and destroy. But the Lord will always make those situations for the good. And so good. I, we see what he's doing in your life. And we see that, yes, he had to take those babies home. Only he knows why. But now he's going to turn that into you being able to help other babies that might not have a good life here. And I was going to say that, you know, he called my kids home because he knew they were good. 
and he needed me to have room to help others. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my children were good. They didn't want for anything. They were wonderful. Mm-hmm. And their job was completed. It was to show me that I could do it, mm-hmm. that I could be a good parent, that I can help, that I can nurture. And so when I had the opportunity to do foster care, which was kind of rough in the beginning, because, of course, you had people saying, well, do you think she should be a foster mom? She lost her kids. Are you sure she's going to be able to handle that? But God got me through it. I got that certification. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I think you're uh, the perfect person for that, really. <laughs> yeah, I'm, truly. And I was going to ask you how I know there's like limited information you can share about like the babies, but um, how long have they been with you? Can you okay, tell us so that? The information I can share is I have three girls. Okay. I got one of them. Well, let me start with the very first one. The very first one I got, um, she was four. Um, Caucasian. Um, my second one, African American, twelve. Um, the four-year-old, I had her now five months. The twelve-year-old, four and a half months. And then I got a phone call that the four-year-old had a newborn sister. Okay. I got her at five days, when she actually turned four oh. months on the thirtieth. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. Awesome. Well, we will, is there like a length of time? Like they are in, I would assume like your home is their like permanent foster home. And then hopefully you can work towards adoption. Is that like your, your hope and your prayer? Um, Or are they looking to like, I mean, I know sometimes that the goal of the foster care system oftentimes is to help like, you know, bring together the biological families. Um, But is there a potential that these babies could become your children? It's a potential, you know, like right now, um, Gary go to court um, for the two youngest. Um, So there's a great potential because when I signed up for foster care, I signed up with the the option to adopt. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, like I told him, it doesn't matter race, sex, Mm -hmm. any of that. All Mm -hmm. kids need love. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed, because y'all might be some aunties now. Get ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we so will sweet. definitely be praying for that. And yes. um, I would like to extend when that book is done, um, mm-hmm. not only come on this show again, but we do put on and our hope is that we're going to put on another women's conference. Um, the last one we did was virtual. Um but we want to do an in-person one. And I know that we did talk about, you know, everything again is finding joy in. And so we would love to have, you know, a breakout session that is finding joy in grief. And that might be a great place for you to tell your story. So by you texting me that day, Mm -hmm. I mean, the Lord is definitely answering your prayer and saying, yes, it is time, Michelle, it's time time to to tell tell your story. story. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah, time. That, and I wanted to. Be, oh, sorry. Um, nope, I did want to say one last thing. Um, you're so you're in a, a competition. That's why you texted me. Tell yes. me. Tell yes. me about the competition because yes. we need all yes. of our listeners. 
40 and fabulous. Heck yeah. 40 and fabulous. I love it. (laughs) It's a contest called 40 and fabulous, you know, over 40. And actually, um, it's for women who are over 40 to just get out there and let the world see that, yes, we're older, but we're still beautiful. We're still keeping it together. And also part of the contest, um, you can, you know, submit a free vote every day for the person that you're voting for, or you can also, you know, buy some votes, which the votes will go towards the person you're voting for, but also whatever money that you spend will be donated to the Breast Cancer Foundation. So it's a win-win. Okay. And I'm fighting because round one is almost over on the 19th and I went from eighth place and I'm in fourth place and I got to get up there now before the 19th Mm -hmm. so I can move to round two. So I need okay, y'all okay. help. Get me up there now because okay. I am 40 and fabulous and, you know, it's time to get a win. I need a win. Yes, you do. So Air we'll say, put the link. Um, we'll put the, the link, link in I our, say, yeah. in our comments. It. Yeah. I appreciate it. And to whoever votes for me, I appreciate it and I thank you. And just remember, never give up. Just, mm. just never give up, no matter how hard it gets. I mean, if you got to cry, cry it out. I still cry it out sometimes, but I'm going to keep pushing because if I don't carry my kids' names on, who will? Mm. I will not let them die in vain. Their mom is going to keep pushing on. That's right. Amen. Well, Well, Michelle, Michelle, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you so, so, so very much for taking the time to share your story. And Stacy prepped me for this, but, but she said, I don't know how you actually prep for this, Megan. Just try to keep it together if you can. <laughs> oh, I also have a so, website. Yes, tell yes. us. Mamaspokenangels.weebly.com So like if people want to go in there and talk to me, they can, you know, send me a message. They can read what I put about my kids on there. And um, yeah, I'm there to support mm-hmm. them if they need support, no matter mm-hmm. what. And I'll put that link in there as well. That's so wonderful. I think that as we were talking about grief and what people experience going through the process, um, everyone experiences it differently. And I think there is something you experienced a a tremendous amount of loss. And I am not trying to um, diminish the, you know, saying the loss of another loved one is like worse than another. But I know that losing children hits differently um, mm-hmm. than even a spouse or a parent or a sibling. It's not that that doesn't hurt, but there is something because in our, it's not natural, if you will, like in theory, our babies are supposed to bury us. Like we are not supposed to bury them. And my sister said this to me years ago. She said the reason, cause I'm like, death just feels so weird. Um, and she said, well, because Megan, it's not natural. It's not what God intended. It was never the plan. We weren't supposed to die. And so every time it happens, it leaves this like weird hole and it, it leaves you like thinking and asking questions and wondering. And it's because the reality is God's perfect design was just that it was supposed to be perfect. You were never supposed to experience death. And so now that we do, because we live in a fallen world, we now have to figure out how to 
grieve and go through all of that. And so I know um, specifically like in my life, my aunt um, has lost a child and a spouse and um, she went through grief share, which I'm mentioning this because I'm hoping that those that are listening can be encouraged and can go to your website, but also another resource for them is grief share, which I know that um, is held at a lot of churches. Um, and that's what my aunt went through. And it, she actually did it twice. Um, I want to say it's like an eight week course that you meet and it just allows you to process your grief um, with others that have lost loved ones as well. So for those of our listeners that have experienced loss, and if you are looking for hope and joy, you have someone right here before you that has experienced that who is wanting to offer you that hope and joy and encouragement. And you can go to her website one more time, Michelle, say what the website is. We will share it, but can you mention it again? Yes. Mama's spoken angels that we believe.com. And also I wanted to say that um, God also told us he's willing to give us a second chance. So I, technically I'm getting three chances because this is my second chance right now. So I have a third chance to be with him forever. So I just want to remind people of that, you know, just, just don't give up, don't give up. And, you know, just remain positive and keep your faith, keep your faith, keep your faith. Because right now I got three guardian angels with me because if you know some of the stuff I've been through and I'm like, how I get past that? How, how? That's because God said they got your back. They're with you all. So, Thank you, Michelle. Thank you. Well, that's it for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. And we hope that um, this has given you a second chance um, if you're going through a hard time and that to know that you can get through this. And we want you to remember that through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. That's right. Yeah. And angels are real. That's right. Angels are real. And we're going to be able to show you the story.